What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. And this episode is brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair, and sensitive skin. Now, Bevel is a perfect gift to keep your loved ones smooth this holiday season. Now, babe, you love when I use the Bevel razors, mm-hmm, right? I do. Keeps my face smooth. <laughs> keeps my face silky. Baby soft. And you like to kiss this baby soft skin, don't you? <laughs> Why do you have to sound like an old man when you do that? I don't. You like to kiss this baby I mean, soft skin, sexy, don't you? My little sexy voice. All okay. Right? And you can check out getbevel.com slash Casey. All right? If you want to try it for free, again, get a pen, get a pen, get a pen. It's getbevel.com slash Casey. Today, you'll get your first month of membership free. That's getbevel.com slash Casey. And shout to everybody again that showed us so much love. Of course, Nick Cannon was last week. And we got a lot of love. A lot of people loved uh, the conversation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people loved the uh, advice we gave. And just uh, the honest I guess rhetoric or the honest conversation that we had back and forth, they really appreciate it. And we appreciate everybody's comments and emails. And again, the email is the Casey crew. That's T H E E Casey crew at gmail.com. Yes. How was the show for you? Cause that was the first time you actually engaged with somebody other than me. It's like, you almost cheated on me a little bit. Um, podcast cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed it. It's it's great to get different perspectives and different points of view. So I enjoyed it. You did a great job. I'm I'm really honestly surprised. Surprised at how well you are are handling and doing this podcasting. What do you mean you're surprised? Because you never really had any experience with radio. I mean, you you watch me, or you know, you never had an experience on as in talking or interviewing anybody, or you know. So it comes natural. Like people say you have a radio voice. A couple people say they jerk off to your voice. You read that? Yeah, I didn't know how I could tell how I should take that. You I was never like, told me that. I was like, should I take that as foul? I don't believe you. People didn't say Or that. should I just take that as, I, I, nobody my, said my, that. My, my baby got a sexy voice. Nobody said that. Yeah, they definitely did. But, you know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really surprised. And, and yeah, you, you sound really good. Like, it's, it's surprising. Like, I'm ready to retire and be a Stedman and you get your Oprah on and just mm. let me fall back and chill. Is that right? I'll be a housewife, hu- husband and, and breastfeeding and all that <laughs> stuff. I'll do all that. <laughs> I mean, I don't look at it as an interview. I just look at it as a conversation. If you just sit back and um, talk to somebody and ask them honest questions or even when it's just you and me, if you just sit back and be yourself, then it's easy. Well, you did a great job. Well, thank you, babe. Now, um, of course, happy holidays to everybody out there. The holidays are are here Mm -hmm. and it's almost Christmas time. Yay. Uh, Why are you saying yay? My favorite time of year. Why? Um... The birth of baby Jesus. Okay. That's a political answer, but what, what's the real answer? No, I really celebrate the birth of Jesus. Okay. I'm right. not kidding. I didn't say you Why were are kidding. you looking at me that way? No, I mean, I, I, I love Christmas, but, you know, not, I shouldn't say this because this is going to sound foul. I, I, baby Jesus takes a back seat most of the time for Christmas. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. I love Christmas because I love to give gifts. <laughs> okay. I do. All right. I do. I, I mean, this is the best time of year because I'm like a big kid trying to get gifts for my kids for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I remember um, how hard my mother and father worked to to be able to provide gifts for me, whether it was that first Mongoose bike or that G.I. Oh, Joe aircraft those? carrier. Wow. You know, those were the things that were very expensive. Mm-hmm. And my parents made sure I was able to get. I remember... Um, a big Christmas for my brother was when my parents got him Mike Tyson punch out. Mike Tyson punch out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to get. Yeah. They had to go from store to store to store. And I remember that it was the last store that they went to. They had one left and they were able to snag it. And my brother was so happy that and, um, the big transformer toy, right. the one that connected. I still got mine. No, no, no. Not Transformer, Voltron. Voltron, that's what I mean. Yeah, I still the got my big, Voltron. big, huge Voltron toy. It's you still have basement. it? It's my mother's basement. How come I've never breasts, seen it? It's been in my mother's basement for like 20 How come I, years. You know what? I would actually really like to see that. Talk about a nostalgic moment. Nah, we, it's, it's still in. Everything that I ever owned as a child, the, the G.I. Joes, the old mm-hmm. Nintendos, 
my mother, you know, my mom don't throw away nothing, so she has all that. <laughs> right. But, but you know, Christmas meant a lot for me, especially. I remember one Christmas I wanted a mongoose bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, mongoose bikes were are expensive, still expensive. Mm-hmm. But those were the cool bikes to have. It was, the, I think it was the diamond back and um, the diamond something and the mongoose. Mm-hmm. And um, my parents didn't want to buy it. They felt it was way too expensive. So maybe four days before Christmas, my dad had chest pains. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember And he was rushed story. to the hospital. He, well, he didn't, wasn't rushed, but he, he took himself to the hospital. Right. And in the hospital, he thought he was going to die. Your, mo- your mother told me this. So he told my mom, you know, I just want to see my son happy before I die. So go get him that bike. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get that bike. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got the bike. He didn't die. He's still alive. That was like, what, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Uh-huh. I don't even know how long it's ago. But he ain't die. But uh, mm-hmm. I was able to get that bike. But back to enjoying Christmas, I really love to get gifts. And if you don't follow me or, or you're new to, to Gear and I, every year we do this thing called 12 Days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And 12 Days of Christmas is where I show my wife that I appreciate her. And what I do is uh, I I get a gift starting December 14th. Mm -hmm. And every day I give her a a new gift until Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I did it as fun. Like, you know, something to, you know, something for my wife or I, I see my wife like you're not sitting there. Something for gear to look forward to. So every day it's like you're waking up and you're looking for that gift. Yeah. And it always meant the world to me because I work so hard and uh, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I am successful. So I'm able to provide for my family. And that is the coolest thing about working so hard and being able to, to make bread. It's like I'm able to get the things that necessarily I couldn't get as a child. Mm-hmm. So for the 12 days of Christmas, I'm able to get things, whether it's something small, uh, like a, a bracelet or a, a bag or some shoes or just an old picture framed from when we were younger. It's just the coolest thing to do. So I start planning these things out in like September, October of what I'm doing and what I'm trying to get. So that's the coolest part of Christmas. And then it's like with my, you know, I was going to say with my kids, with our kids, I like surprising them. You know, mm-hmm. letting them come outside and there's quads outside or letting them come outside and there's something cool that they wanted. Like, that's my joy. And mm-hmm. I, I don't like to take the joy away from the kids. So our three-year-old, our two-year-old believe in Santa. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that are like, no, I'm going to take the credit. No. A lot of people, and listen, you parents out there, I'm talking about you. A lot of people have trouble giving credit to Santa. Right. And you... I had a little bit of trouble giving credit to Santa. Like, all right, Santa got them like the Monopoly board, right. but that quad came from me. Yeah, I mean, Santa got. I mean, because you still want the the <laughs> the credit, the magic of Christmas, the uh-huh. magic of you know them thinking that a uh, a uh, 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 old fat man slid down the chimney and delivered gifts mm-hmm. and then jumped back up on a reindeer. Like they still believe it. it's the magic of Christmas. You know, our daughter's three years old and she sees the Christmas lights and she's seen snow the other day. She was like, mommy, is it Christmas? Is it Christmas? Like those are the type of things that you can't bring back and you can't take back. I was like, it's not Christmas, baby. Why do you think it's Christmas? She said, because look, she brings me over to the window. She's like, it's Christmas outside. So she thought that because it snowed, right. It meant that it was Christmas. But those, those are the type of things that make me love Christmas mm-hmm. and why I work so hard to be able to, to get things like she's into Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophia the first. Sophia the first. So I like to spoil her with Sophia. Mm-hmm. I was, I she was, is going to get every Sophia absolutely. product ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. But that but that's that's why I work so hard. That's why right. I have bags under my eyes sometimes, and that's why I could barely walk. I that sometimes I gotta I gotta drink uh energy drinks to get me up because I want them to be able to do that and that's what I work for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our son is into trucks. You know, he's he's he wants to drive everything. Jackson, not Logan. Yeah, no Jackson. Okay. <laughs> Logan, and, you're not into trucks. <laughs> and he'll get a, a a red uh a red what is it, a red cup? A paper red cup, whatever it's called. What is, what is it called? A solo cup. A plastic. Oh, a plastic, plastic cup. That's what I meant to yeah. say. He'll, he'll get a plastic cup and acts like it's a steering wheel. Right. And he'll be dry. He'll be so happy because he thinks it's a steering wheel. He turns wheel. everything into a steering right, wheel. Right, so we'll get him things. But the reason I'm talking about these gifts and, and the holidays, as you see that I'm so excited about the holidays, is I want to talk about 
getting gifts for your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your fiance, or your husband or your wife. Mm -hmm. A lot of people ask, hey, Envy, you know, what does your wife get you for Christmas? You know, you have everything. Or they say, hey, what do you get your wife for Christmas? Is it too soon to get a gift? When should I get a gift? How mm -hmm. much should I expend? And I felt like since Christmas is coming around, this is the perfect time to talk about it. Because right now there's some lady out there or some girl out there talking about, what should I do for my boyfriend? You know, or there's mm -hmm. some dude out there talking about, Yo, what the hell am I giving my girl? So girls are always easy. Females are easy. Why do you say that? Because y'all pretty much like three things. Shoes, bags, and what else? Shoes, bags, and a dildo. I thought you were going to say jewelry. Oh, I didn't think of jewelry. <laughs> I didn't think of jewelry. But uh -huh. shoes, bag, jewelry, and a dildo. Those are the three, th four things <laughs> that always work. You can never go wrong, mm -hmm. whether they're expensive shoes, whether they're cheaper shoes. As long as they're nice quality shoes and, and nice quality bags and a, and a nice size dildo or some jewelry that's nice, females like that, you know? But the question, let me ask you the question. If you just started dating somebody, Mm -hmm. When should you give them a gift? Just started dating, meaning how long? Let's say two months. Um, Christmas is around the corner. Well, personally, Absolutely. I think that in this day and age, people are intimate rather quickly. Right. Um, it's not, it's not rare that you know people are having sex on the second and third dates now mm -hmm. that's my experience with some females that i've met or some females that i know um i think that if you can give a man your body you can give him a gift for christmas so i so, think so. that if the it's not a matter of time i think that if the relationship is on a serious level I think that you should express your appreciation for that person in your life with some kind of gift, a gift of some sort. So if I knock you off, I should give you a better gift, you're saying? Not a better gift, but a gift. But oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if we're not having sex and you give me a gift, when we start having sex, I think that my importance... Better to you that's almost like a has, no has escalated that's almost like a prostitute like no no, no i'm just I saying i'm sex, saying i'm saying i'm that, supposed to pay more no 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 i'm just saying that if our relationship is on another level and my level of importance to you is on another level i think that the gift should be more thoughtful not necessarily better in a monetary way but better meaning maybe more personal or you're putting more into the gift giving whether it be money or you know just the creativity that goes behind it the thoughtfulness i see i honestly feel like no matter how long you've been dating somebody or seeing somebody you should get them a gift regardless no because if you if you no 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 if you just meet somebody no, you gotta give you've known that, no, it could be small two weeks it could be small two weeks and then christmas comes along and then i have to get you a gift yes. so wait a minute so yes absolutely we're in it something, something small. we're in it for two weeks and we talk on the phone we've gone out Three times. Right. One time we got drinks. Another time we got dinner. Another time we went on a walk through the park. Whatever. What do you deserve as a gift come Christmas? If you want that punani to, and, and you it, want It doesn't smash, have to be about punani and smashing. I'm just saying. Or if you think the person is nice. And you and, just got me want, to say that word. I'm right, but, what is wrong with you? But if you want it, <laughs> you, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be like, for instance, what's your favorite artist? Here's your favorite artist CD. It didn't cost you anything but $15, $10, but it's like, damn, he bought me something. That's a small gift that will get you Punani later on because you really okay, listen to Okay, can we leave that out of the conversation? The gift? <laughs> what, the CD? <laughs> the Punani. Okay. No, but it's the truth. Let's just say that that's not, I mean, I guess it's unrealistic to say that that's not a guy's ultimate goal, but let's just say that that's not a reason why he would get her a gift. Let's just say they've been out maybe two or three times together and he's contemplating whether he gives her a gift or not. No, he should get her a gift regardless. Regard he doesn't have to spend a lot of money. He should get her a gift regardless and she should get him a gift regardless. And I'm going to tell you why. Most guys don't really get gifts. They don't really ask for it. They don't really care for a gift. I necessarily, That's not true. I, I don't care. No, I you're projecting. You don't really care about 
receiving gifts most and things like that. Don't. That's not true. I think most guys come Christmas time, anniversary, their birthday, they're looking forward to something. Think about it for a second. That's just you. And the reason why you're that way is because you don't really leave any room for people to get you anything. Because the moment you have the notion that you're interested in something, you go out and get it. It doesn't matter what it is. So you own everything that you want. You own everything that you like. The kids are always coming to me. Like, even if it's just your birthday, what can we get daddy for his birthday? And I'm like, um, underwear? Right. Because that's the only thing that you have perpetual need for. I, I really, you know, for I think most men don't really care about the gift. It's just the fact that you try to get men something. Men care about the gift. No, they Rashawn, don't. A person doesn't really exist that doesn't look forward to the idea that someone thought about them, went out and spent time picking something out for them, wrapped it and presented them with it. Okay. Every Christmas or birthday, our kids get me what? Underwear. Socks. Socks. A beautiful handmade card. Right. And some wife beaters. <laughs> and wife beaters. Right? Yes. And I'm so appreciative of it. You know why? Because you always need it. I always need it. Mm-hmm. But then when they try to, and I'm, I hope my kids ain't listening, but when they try to get me the bullshit gifts, like the the uh, the Giants mug, and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, the, the, the Giants tie, and I don't wear a suit. I mean, but what we do do is I'll go out and get you a big gift, and that'll be... The gift from the kids. Okay. So you're not excited about the gift from the kids? I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, I'm excited about that gift, but it doesn't matter to me. Like, I just hate those little things. Well, I don't want to say I hate. I'm sorry. I sound ungrateful. So sorry. But it's the truth. What? Like, Logan got me a Yankees ring, right? You better not talk about that Yankees ring. He got me a Yankees ring. I'm about ring. to cut your mic off. <laughs> no, he got me. You better not talk about that Yankees <laughs> ring because if ring. he happens to sneak and listen to an episode. Now, let's be honest. I can't wear that Yankees ring. If I wear that Yankees ring, my finger will turn Daddy green. Daddy loves that Yankees ring. My finger. We went to the Yankees game. He was like, Dad, you're going to wear my ring? And I'm thinking to myself, fuck no. <laughs> I don't want to wear that you ring. You are so foul. It's the truth. I mean, but you I You are an ingrate. I appreciate you the gesture. You are an ingrate. But I. You don't sound like you appreciate the gesture. You're an ingrate. That's all right. So wait a minute. Honestly. Okay. So yeah, maybe the. Pinky ring might turn your finger a little green, right. but it didn't warm your heart when he gave that to you because he knows that you're a Yankee fan. You didn't think to yourself, oh, my son gave me this amazing ring because he knows that I love jewelry and he knows that I love the Yankees. He thought about me. No. He went, you know, you're really foul. No, I'm Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the look <laughs> on your face and you're telling the truth. I'm being honest. Like, now I get <gasps> And now I get it. When oh. when when we used to go to the school and they used to have the gift shop for oh, Christmas. I used to love those. And, and we used to buy oh, our parents. Oh, best time of year. Bullshit. The holiday gift shop in the cafeteria. That was bullshit. My parents would give me $40, two 20s, and I would go to town. And, where the, where those and I would buy everybody oh, in my gifts. family a gift for 40 bucks. Don't give your kids no money that for that. Fake, Take them to the mall. That fake Zodiac rhinestone oh necklace. Be- well, how many greatest dad socks? <laughs> oh my ties, gosh. The, mugs. The pens. I don't drink coffee. With the cool erasers. You know I don't drink coffee. <laughs> you don't drink coffee. You don't drink tea. All you drink is energy drinks and soda. Sparkling water. Well, now you're down to sparkling water. But anyway, yes, the holiday gift shop. You just made me happy by saying holiday gift shop. That was bullshit. What? That ugh, that was the best time of year for me. I enjoyed probably the day that they opened up the holiday gift shop to the students more than Christmas Day. Because that's when you got your own money. You can go and nobody's supervising you. You can go down there and act like an adult. I'm grown. I'm going to take that pen. I'm going to take that pin. Oh, my goodness. How many pins <laughs> I'm going to take that cup. I'm going to take I'm gonna take that little ugly T-shirt with the Christmas tree. Oh, my goodness. Stupid I'm going to take hats. all of it. Oh, my goodness. All that jewelry. Socks. Oh, the ring, the necklace, the little... Pink gemstone earrings for my mommy. Oh, I loved all of it. The funny that just made me happy. The yesterday, I tried to throw away a, a Christmas card. From who? I don't remember who it was. You caught it. Wait, what are you talking about? Remember I tried to throw away the Christmas card and you was like, I can't believe you Oh, that, that, that was a Christmas card that Logan wrote to me. I didn't think you wanted it. From like six years ago. Well, what are you going to do with it? I caught you trying to throw it out and I'm sitting there like, how dare you? Do you read this. Read what he wrote to his mommy. This kid loves me. 
Look what he wrote. You're like, oh, I didn't think you'd want that shit. He probably took it from a textbook that they all, all the kids in the class copied. No, if you read it, you would realize that it was very personal. Mom, you are the best. Mom, you always have my. It back. didn't say. Mom, it didn't you. say, Mom, you're the best. Mom, I love you. I no, mean, maybe goodness. that was the opening and the closing, but there was a lot of content there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there was a lot of content there. Now, Shame on you. Back to buying gifts for you know you have no heart. Where's your soul? I, I do. I, I I do for everybody. What gifts? Rashawn. Gifts are not just about gifts and how much you spend. I mean, that's what I, that's, I mean. Oh, we're going to spend this. Call me crazy. Where are we going? Gotta keep going. That's what I, oh. Is that what you think? What? I I can tell by the look on your face. That's what you think? What? Okay. Because now I know where we're going after we go, where I'm taking it. Okay, good. Okay. I truly, so now I have to be, you know, more expressive to make sure that you believe me. Okay. I truly enjoy the gifts that you give me come Christmas time because of all of the thoughtfulness and the creativity that goes behind it. I enjoy the presentation just as much, if not more, than the present himself itself. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, for instance, um, last year, one of the presents was a green bag. And he bought a mini tree, a little white mini tree, and little green and white ornaments, and (laughs) decorated the tree. And there was all types of little green holiday things that were in the box. The box was wrapped in green holiday paper and a big white bow. I mean, I come downstairs, and there goes this little tree next to our big tree, and the box and when I opened up the box all of this stuff inside of it and the bag was amazing it's something that I wanted Mm -hmm. for a long time but what really made me happy was thinking about how long it took you to decorate this little silly white tree Mm -hmm. and how long it took you to wrap the gift and everything like I wanted to take a picture of that Mm -hmm. like that's what made me happy yeah I know you're gonna get me a bag for Christmas or two or three like, I, I know that. Right. But all of that other stuff, mm-hmm. that pomp and circumstance, that's what made it spectacular. Anybody can, you know, get a gift from a store and it's in the, the bag with the store logo on it and the store wraps it and you hand it to the person that you love. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy anniversary. Oh, wow. I really wanted this. It's awesome. But you know what I'm remembering? Oh, my gosh. He decorated this little white tree. But you know what? But that's. Don't you get that? No, I get it. But that's my joy. My joy is to do things to make your heart go, oh. That's my point because I am that I am that girl. I can't believe I just said all, but (laughs) but but the whole the whole purpose of of buying somebody a gift, and this is I just want to circle back around. You know, I think that no matter what, you should always buy the person that you're with something for or make or make somebody something. To be making, you better not make me nothing, man. You were too grown to be making shit. Like, come on, what you gonna make me, Rashawn? I just sounded crazy, didn't I? You sound all the way crazy for like the past. For the past I'm, 10 minutes. I'm serious. Like, you know. Don't make me anything. You buy get, me you something. Get, oh, you're right. That was foul. But you got to get somebody something. Even if it's early. Even if it's something small. It doesn't have to be a, a, a big item gift. It could be something small. If if they work out, you're buying some headphones to help them work out. That's nice. If mm-hmm. they work out, you're buying some Nikes or some Adidas that they enjoy. That's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 if it's your girlfriend or your fiance or your wife or something that's new, you try to do things outside of the box, especially if you can't afford it because things are expensive now like um wait i'm sorry to interrupt you yes ma'am you have to be realistic about the person that you're with funds your expectations have to be reasonable taking into consideration what that person can afford i was talking to a girlfriend a couple of days ago and we were actually talking about this topic because she's in a similar situation And I told her, I'm like, well, if I'm with somebody and, you know, I have I have an idea about what they earn Mm -hmm. and let's say they're not earning that much. I'm not going to expect to go to an expensive restaurant for dinner. No, don't take me to that expensive restaurant where, you know, we're going to sit down and have a meal. And, yeah, the ambiance is beautiful and everything, but 
by the time we eat and tip, you're going to be out about $225. Right. So, no, take me to P.F. Chang's. I like P.F. Chang's, too. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Your your expectation has to be in line with what that person is capable of doing. You should never seek to put somebody out of their way to satisfy you. So, so we can both both agree that no matter how long you've been seeing somebody, you should give that person something for the holidays. The holidays are coming up. Absolutely. It should be something, whether it's small or big. Yes, Whether I it's do. a week or 10 months. Well, I don't you know. You should give I don't... something, a, a, a gesture for Christmas. A gesture for Christmas. I mean, if I've only been out with you two or three times, honestly, I'm not expecting something from you. Is it nice to do something small for somebody that you're out with? If you foresee something long term, I think it's a good idea to give them something. But if you just met somebody, you went out with them for drinks, you don't know where it's going to land. I'm not going to the mall for you. Okay. Probably not. Well, well, let's let's be honest. Unless I really, really like you, and I and I want something long term with you. So, so gifts, in my opinion, are a man's best friend. And this is where I make that turn. This is where I'm driving down the street. I'm about to make a left turn. I'm scared. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes to the right. I'm not going to look at you. You're not going to look. You're just going to. I'm just going to look over okay. here. And the reason I say that, and this made me think about it, because we've talked about this before in our relationship. When me and you have problems, mm-hmm. or we argue. Or we get into a confrontation. <laughs> One thing I can say about me is I'm not a good talker. I don't like beef. I don't like bickering. I don't like us not talking in our relationship. Mm-hmm. You're a good talker. You're not a good arguer. Correct. You don't like to argue. You don't like to have any type of disruption in our relationship. Right. You steer so clear from any type of problem, confrontation, or anything. Right, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with it, and I don't, I don't. This is gonna sound rude. I necessarily don't have the time. I don't, I don't, I don't want the stress. You don't have the time. So, for instance, right? I am king of being grumpy when I'm tired mm-hmm. and snapping at everybody in my way. Mm-hmm. I do it to you. I do it to the kids. I do it to everybody. Right. It's just my personality. Sometimes when you don't work and you say, "Hey, babe," I'm like, "What?" I, I mean, I don't get disrespectful, but it's nasty. I'm not happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. Right? Occasionally. Occasionally, right? So, when that happens, and I know I do it, you'll have an attitude and it ruins the day. Because mm-hmm. now you're like, you're disrespecting me. You don't treat me like that. I don't give a fuck how tired you are. You know, don't treat me like that. Mm-hmm. So, what does Rashawn do? <laughs> I'm still looking to the right. Rashawn will go to the closest store <laughs> and buy something. Uh huh. Right. Yes. And that makes the troubles go away. Poof. It doesn't make the troubles go away. It makes you smile. It gets me out of trouble, and then I'm back in the bed. <laughs> I'm a sap. But that's but that's something I told my I told you that I have to work on because instead of taking the easy way out, the easy way out for me is, you know what? Why? And, and, and when I say buy some, I don't have to mean it doesn't have to mean buy a bag or buy some shoes. It could be something small. I could go it to could the store. It could be two packs of juicy and fruit. And buy you a pack of juicy fruit. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. that will make you happy. And that way, that little bit of argument we have, it's over now because. It's not over. It is over. But the ice breaks when you do something see, like that. Like, uh, like I pull up. Oh! See, I, pull, <laughs> I keep juicy fruit in my pocket now. I just pulled out some juicy fruit. That's what's happening. <laughs> I pull juicy. Gail loves juicy fruit. Right? I pull juicy fruit. I'm a chain pocket. chewer. Right, I, now I keep this in my pocket now, just in case Ooh, I fuck wait, up. Are you serious? And I can just be like, "Hey, babe," and then you make you happy. And I'm putting it back <laughs> in my pocket. I ain't fuck up yet. But that. No, I want a piece. Actually, no, no, no. But that is that's something that I do that's bad because I don't like conflict. And it costs you a lot of money. Not me. And I'm thinking to myself. If he just realizes how much that bad decision is going to cost him in about 16 hours, if I were him, I would just steer clear of making bad decisions because now everything that you don't like in this world is coming and crashing upon you. Right. You know, you don't like when I have an attitude. You don't like when 
I don't talk to you or I don't want to be around you. You don't like when we get to that point where we have to discuss it. And now it's an hour and a half long conversation, which is cutting into your sleep time that you very carefully calculate. Right. Like all of these things. And then sometimes you go out and you have to get something. So now that's two or three more hours out of your day that you have to go and do something to try to make up for it. The repercussions are so much bigger than the idea of not making that bad decision in the first place. But it makes life easy. And I know a lot of guys do it. And a lot of guys probably look like, there's some sucker shit. But men do it all the time. It might not be a bag. It might not be shoes. But it could be flowers. It could be candy. It could be something small. It doesn't matter what it is. But the thing with buying, and, and I call it buying love, it's less stressful to me. Right? And this is, this is I'm telling you, I'd rather buy you a pair of shoes, and it's going to sound foul. You, uh, Rashawn, you are sounding so obnoxious right now. We're being honest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening. If we get into an argument, right? Let's say we get into an argument about, we get into arguments about a lot of stupid shit. And it's <clears> it's just, always stupid stuff. Right, but let's say it's... Uh, and it's always you. It's never me. Let's say you ask me to do something, right? And I, and you're, we're on the phone, and you're like, hey, babe, did you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and then I'm sleeping and you'd be like, yo, I asked you to do this. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. And be like, no, I asked you, you said you did it. And mm-hmm. we get into an argument over it. I'm like, I was tired and we, whatever. Because it's a blatant lie. Right. I'd rather get a pair of shoes for you so you shut the fuck up. I didn't mean that in a disrespectful Sean. way. I didn't mean that in a disrespectful <laughs> way, but it's the truth. Uh-huh. I'd rather buy you a pair of shoes to shut you the F up so that way I ain't got to hear your mouth and we ain't got to argue. Um. Yeah, so it doesn't work in situations like that. It does to me. You, you know, depending on how you present it and whatnot, you might get a little smile. That's all. Once I get that smile, I'm good. Yeah, because you feel like the crack is there. The I, gate's a little open. I now can, I can stick the crowbar in yeah. there and pry it a little bit more. But that's what I do. I, as soon as I get the gate open and you smile. And you know what? I know the G I and I kiss. still fall for it. And we're sitting here talking about it where you're owning up to it in a very explicit way. And I still let you... Eh, Get away with that. We have to do something about that. Okay, I'll stop buying you stuff. Dude, I can go out and buy the stuff myself. I don't need you to buy it for me. Like I said, it's the thought. Right. But don't you feel as though you're put so much further out of your way than you need to be by doing that? No, because that... You see, this is is the thing with with men. Oh, I'm not even going to say men with me. And I'm still... Hold on. I still got to get back to the fact that you said that that's your way of getting me to shut the bleep up. Okay. I'm just gonna store that back there. Well, let me. Let me I don't, I don't want to get off track, and then it. this is the whole thing with men. Men never want to get. Men into don't want to. Men don't want you to put them in your box. Okay. Listen. Uh, Leave men truth. alone. Just it's talk about you. Men don't want to get into an argument with their and female, with their box. woman, with their girl. You know why? Because women can't argue and stay on topic. If the argument was about taking out the trash, that's what the argument should be about. I don't know. Or I, from all my, my, my male friends, every time they get into an argument with their woman, it's not just one topic. You will take the trash topic to one day when we got into an argument and this happened or one day then this happened. It's never one thing. So instead of going into an argument and going into some place where I definitely don't want to go, mm-hmm. some area where I definitely don't want to be at, take these motherfucking shoes. <laughs> Shut the F up. Let's continue with our day. Because I don't want to go into those arguments. Now, if I knew the argument was just about some trash. Hold on. Girls listening are sitting there thinking, damn, I would pick a fight with this dude once a week. (laughs) Well, F them. But the whole thing is, is that's the truth. Because I would rather, if we're going to argue, let's argue about this. But you're going to argue about this. Because it's relevant. Then you're going to bring up the time. Well, you remember in 1999, you yelled at me. Then you remember in 2000, you... You, you snatch me out it's, the club. It's relevant. I don't want to go through those trips anymore. And then I'm arguing with you and I'm having a conversation with you for four hours, five hours, where mm-hmm. you're really pissing me off because I can't say I don't want to talk to you. I can't say I don't want to argue because then that's right, you better another know. argument. Exactly. So you know what? Don't exasperate the situation. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I buy the shoes. It's over. That's get, really how you feel, sleep. huh? That's really how you feel? It works. Okay. So I guess you have an argument of the week because I got a gift this week because of some craziness that you did. But we're not talking about argument of the week now. I know. I'm just saying. So that's where we're going to go. So for everybody out there, I always walk into this room blind. 
Well, except one time I um I chose the uh the email of the week, but I walk in here blind. I don't know what we're discussing or anything because he says that if I'm given too much time to think about something, mm-hmm. then um how would you put it? How would you put it? I think that you plan out your answers. And I think a lot of times a natural reaction and not knowing right. what's going to happen is kind of a better reaction. You don't right. know what's going to happen. It's kind of just blindsided and you just have to answer. You can't think about it. It's just. Yeah, just, you can't wiggle your way. No, it, that's right. He thinks that um, the flow is better. So now I think I might have an idea of which argument you might have chosen for this week. No, no. But let's let's get into the email of the week. The email of the week is from Lisa. Lisa says, I love your podcast. I was in a relationship with this guy for eight months. Everything was great. He was so amazing. We had a great time. We didn't argue a lot. We would have disagreements, but nothing serious. His parents flew into town. I got to meet them for Thanksgiving. We had a great time. We even planned three trips. He even gave me a key to his place. I pretty much stayed at his place all the time. We spent a lot of time together. Then all of a sudden... I got a call saying he can't do this no more. He blocked me from everything, and also he blocked my family as well. I didn't have no clue. So my question is, what makes a person just up and leave? And how do I move on? It's been a hard transition. I really care about him. Thanks, Lisa. Stop caring about him. That's that's easy said than done. Well, first she wants to know why he just stopped. Why he just stopped communicating. Why he just stopped calling. And that's easy. That's easy? Absolutely. He met somebody else? Well, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking more his family didn't fuck with her. His family didn't like her. And some people are really into what family thinks. Like, Mm -hmm. if mama don't like you, I don't like you. And maybe his mother didn't like you, didn't care for you, and he might be a mama's boy, and he might say, you know what? This is not for me. I mean, there's no reason why... mommy doesn't rock with it, I don't rock with it? Right. Is is that that hard to believe? Not for a lot of men. I think a lot think about of your son. men are mama's boys. That's think what I was just thinking, think actually. Think about your son. Now, if, you, if your son brought a, hey, a girl Loki. home and, and you said, yo, Logan, I don't F with prince. her. What, what do you expect him to do? Um. Well, I wouldn't put him in that situation unless she did something that was grossly extreme. Right. You know? Um. I don't think that Unless you see something that's a telltale sign of trouble, Mm -hmm. I think parents should halfway mind their business. Like, you let your children live and love and learn. No. And you navigate. Yeah, I think that you let them navigate that themselves. Hell no. Unless you see something that is affecting you strongly and you you would feel remiss not to tell your child what no. you see or how you feel. But I would want for my child to make his own decisions because when it comes to your kids, you don't know what it is that they see in that person, what their personal experience is with that person. Right. You're an outsider. But you don't have to tell them to leave that person, but you should tell them how you feel. Like, I, I would tell... I would keep I wouldn't anything, be negative unless uh, it was something. But if it's something that serious, like, like if the girl has a nasty personality and she doesn't mesh well with the family, she doesn't say please or thank you. She doesn't have any manners. She's rude. You know things like that. I would say something. No, but I if I just think that he can do better, I or I would be like, yo, I think you could do better. She got a little older. Why does it always have to be, you know, Rashawn? I mean, if he, if he messed with a girl with an old, I'd be like, Look. Okay, okay, okay. I'd be like, go ahead. Look, she got an old. Next, go ahead. I'd be like, your, your, her forehead's pretty big. Your kids are probably going to have a big forehead, too. Really, though? I mean, I would tell him the truth. So if he brought home a girl with a big forehead, you would comment I on her forehead? I was just joking about the forehead. With you, I don't know. I was joking about the odor. I would tell him about the odor. I think he would probably already know about the odor himself. No, but, but you know, I would definitely tell no. my kids regardless of anything. And I think that's what happened in this case. I think Mom Duke didn't F with you. Wait, let me just... I want to say something about, you know, not saying anything. No, because the problem with that is when you tell your child how you feel and it's not positive regarding the person that they're with, then that makes the child or the young adult at that point feel weary about sharing things about that person with you. It's kind of like 
when a girl has a boyfriend, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say the boyfriend did something to really upset her. Let's say he did her dirty. And she calls up her mother and her aunts and her sister. And they all have like a bashing Bill party. Right. You know, oh, Bill ain't this. Bill, etc. Bill, oh, you shouldn't be with him. You should do better. And it's just this whole big thing that's grown because you shared your experience with that person. Mm-hmm. Then... Bill does something to make it all better. Now you're back in love with Bill. Right. When you go back to your mother, your sisters, and your aunt, they're going to be like, what? Bill's okay now? Well, we don't like Bill because because of what he did to you in April. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like when you start infiltrating, like, people's personal space when it comes to their relationships, right. it makes it difficult for them to share you can't be on the receiving end of that information and be too opinionated because people's feelings change. Their opinions right. change. But that has you know, to do with in, advice, though. Like, like, for instance, if my mom was like, you know, I met Gia. She seems like she has a little attitude. Mm-hmm. I would respect it, whether I believed it or not. It's not because she's not telling me, yo, don't fuck with Gia or you should leave it. But like, I think she has a little attitude. But that's not how the, a conversation would go. That's not even realistic. That's how, if, if I had a conversation. A mom wouldn't say to her son, you know, I met Rachel, and Rachel seems like she has a little attitude. A mom would say, um, John, how did she walk into the house and not speak or just say hello, sit down, not say grace, sit down, start eating before me or your father even picked up a fork or, you know, whatever it is that... She did to rub you the wrong way. That's what it's going to be. It's not. Oh, you know, I think Rachel had a little attitude. But I prefer that. I'll be like, I, I, I. right. But if 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 you know that mm-hmm. your mother doesn't like me and you still like me, it's going to be difficult for you to share your personal experiences with me with your mother because you know that the reaction is always going to be negative because your mother doesn't like me. So that actually winds up putting a wedge between you and your mother. So in my opinion, unless it's something serious or strong or whatever, I think that parents should kind of fall back and see where a relationship goes. Because if the girl is rude, guess what? He's going to figure it out on his own, most likely. And aside from that, I think that you just, you kind of keep things to yourself. You let them live, love, and learn. Nah, but if if a girl, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, well, you know, she ate before me. Like, yo, Logie, she's a little bitchy. Right, and then Logie won't tell you things about like, his relationship. Like, nah, she's a little bitch. I'm just gonna say I ain't gonna say too much about it, but I just that's what I picked up from. Maybe you see a different side. Maybe she has to grow on me, but to me, she's a little bitchy. Yeah, and he's gonna leave thinking, well, Daddy doesn't like her, so I'm just gonna keep her away from Daddy. I'm not gonna bring her to dinner. Then there goes that wedge. You've kind of wiggled yourself out of your relationship with your son on that front. Or he might be like, you know what, Dad, it's I respect It's not smart. That. It's not strategic. Maybe he might say, yo, Dad, I, you know what? You're right. She is a little bitchy. I thought it was me, but she she's coming off a little bitchy, isn't she? He might say that. And then, I, then we could say, you know what? Well, let's get her fake ass out of here. You know what I mean? Or something like that. I mean, if she's bitchy, she'll do something eventually to rub right. him the wrong way and he'll figure it out. All I'm saying is that when parents are too expressive right. in the way that they feel about their children's significant other, it can create a distance because people do what people want to do. Right. You know, I can be with someone who beats me and still choose to stay with that person. People do strange things for their own personal reasons. There's maybe 10 reasons why a woman might stay with an abusive partner that People on the outside may not understand. And maybe those reasons, you know, I mean, obviously those reasons aren't good reasons, but to that person, they're good reasons. They have reasons why they are staying in that relationship. So it doesn't matter how much you tell somebody, tell somebody, tell somebody. People are going to ultimately do what they want to do. They might accumulate all of your advice over a period of time, whether it be years or whatever. And then maybe on one day they might see the light and say, you know what? He beats me. I need to leave. And then they leave, but they're going to do it on their own watch, right. not because you told them. So I think that, you know, you kind of tread lightly when it comes to being 
too opinionated about the person that your child chose. Okay. Well, let's 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 go back to to her thing. So, do we both agree that with Lisa, that maybe his parents and his family didn't like her? Possibly. And that's the reason why he stopped calling her, changed the locks, blocked her from social media, changed the key. I figured that's the reason why. That's the only reason I can think. If he blocked her, she had to do something. Maybe she did something like to the that, family like, and she just didn't know. Exactly. That can happen. Maybe, exactly. maybe she made a joke or maybe she said something that was a little foul. That she thought was funny, but that's, everybody else didn't. Right. Right. That's what she probably did. It sounds like it because she said that everything else was great. Right. And then... All of a sudden, very abruptly, everything changed. So, yeah, probably. So, Ma, you fucked up. You Somehow got, that you don't know you about. You got to get over it. You got to get over it. Hey, look, there's other fish in the sea. And my favorite line is God has a plan for you. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I I would let that guy go because he didn't even have a conversation with her. Right. You know, he wasn't like that's just very, that's very childish. Very if you're going to cut me off, at least call me, shoot me a text, something right. and tell me why you don't want to have anything to do with me anymore. I you agree. don't just up in like blocking somebody from, that's crazy, you know? So, yeah, I agree. This episode was brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair, and sensitive skin. Now, Bevel is the perfect gift to keep your loved ones smooth this holiday season. Now, Christmas is around the corner. Christmas is around the corner. Now, I know a lot of you ladies probably are looking for something to buy your man, your husband, Mm -hmm. boyfriend, or even your daddy. Or even your baby daddy. You still stay sounding like an old man. Stop that. What? You like the way my skin feels, right? Yeah, I like the way your skin feels. All right, that's from the Bevel. And you can get a free first month membership. That's getbevel.com slash Casey, all right? Now, babe, I bet you didn't know this, that you could actually use these razors on your legs. Yes, I actually did know that. Now, you think it'd be sexy if I if I, if I I shaved you? Like if I shaved your legs? No. Why not? It's just not a we sexy type of situation. We can take a shower together. I can just lather your, your legs up and just... <laughs> <laughs> No? Yeah, no, thank you. I can I can handle that on my own. All right, forget you then. I'll just use it for my face, all right? Now, you can start shaving smarter today at GetBevel.com. For your first month of membership free, head over to GetBevel.com slash Casey. That's right. That's GetBevel.com slash Casey for your first month free. Now, let's get to the argument of the week. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying? Mm-hmm. Looking at you real suspect right now. Why? Because you agitated me a little bit this week. So I just want to know where you're going. Go. Okay. We're, we're, we're brutally honest here. Oh, Sometimes too honest for my own good. Uh-huh. So, ladies and gentlemen, I came up with this idea um, about a month ago uh-huh. that I wanted to instill in our relationship. <clears throat> and if you're out there, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you're married, your fiance, this is something that you might want to try because I honestly think it's great. I came up with this idea that every day from 10 to 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 7 minutes, that Guy and I will talk about our relationship. Mm-hmm. And we talk all day long. Like, on my way to work, we talk. On the way back from work, we, we talk. Over-communicate. We over-communicate. We over But sometimes, <laughs> I, w- I don't want to say it's fluff, but sometimes it's fluff. What do you it's mean? It's about just everything that's going on in the world and yeah. not necessarily our relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's just about things. And I said that I wanted to do that as a standard in our relationship. hmm You know, ask, how are you feeling? Is everything good? And you, you know, and I tell you, is everything good? I don't, I didn't like this. I did like this. This is what bothered me. This is what bothered you. This is so what makes me happy. We're always on the same page, whether it's right. mentally, physically, sexually, everything, financially, just whatever it is. So we're never not knowing what's going on. And we're always in sync. Right. And that's a promise that I made to you. Mm-hmm. Promises are made to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. we did it for about a what a week straight um no you did it I, I would say two weeks at least now like three weeks yeah th- three maybe weeks. three weeks and then seven days I kind of fell off mm-hmm. I fell off it's easy to fall off when things are going in the right direction things are going great it's like for me since nothing was bothering us nothing was negative in our relationship I just didn't want to throw that energy out there 
So I got to... Go ahead. I'm not even going to say anything. doesn't even make sense. Everything's great, so I'm not going to throw negative energy. Like, there is no negative energy. No, Everything was like good that. up until but that point. things were great. So I don't want to be like, hey, what's wrong? And then we look for things to be wrong. You know, But, it, but Rashawn, it, it wasn't even about what's wrong. It was about, let's just daily connect in that way when it comes to our relationship. So we're never out of each other's sight. You always know exactly what's on my mind, and I always know exactly what's on your mind. And this was your brainchild. Right. Because I, mm-hmm. I thought it would be great. Right. And um, it was great. And I got too comfortable. Exactly. Because things were going right. Mm-hmm. And you checked me on it. Mm-hmm. And it became an argument. Yes. Because I couldn't wiggle, I couldn't weasel my way out and wiggle my way out. So the only thing I could say was, look, I asked you every day, how you doing? And he was like, <laughs> he was like no, that's not what we agreed upon. I was like, didn't I ask you yesterday, how you doing? <laughs> Right. And he was like, no, that's not what we agreed upon. And instead of just saying, you're right, that's not what we agreed upon. I slacked off. Let's get back to this. I'm an arguer. I would like to win. So I was like, nah, I asked you if you was good. And you said, yeah. So that was our conversation. Right. And And I said to you, every morning when you text me at 630, you say, good morning. How are you? How are you feeling? How's everything? What's on your mind? You've always done that in the morning. Right. And asking me a question isn't a conversation. So if I say I'm fine mm-hmm. and then you're on to the next, like, oh, so what time is Logan's basketball practice today? That's not a conversation. Right. That was a question that was answered. And that's not a conversation. Right. So so pretty much basically that disagreement or argument mm-hmm. cost you a bag. Necklace. First a necklace and then a bag. Right. So it wasn't necessarily what I didn't do. It was now me arguing and falsifying reports to make my argument. Exactly. Which made. Ten times worse. Two days of my life. Mm -hmm. Horrific. And what you don't realize is that it is. It was over something so small. Right. It could have been opened and closed in three sentences. You know what, babe? I did say that I was going to do that. I've been busy. I've been tired. It didn't really come to mind because, you know, everything's been so great. I didn't have anything that I wanted to address. And I really just lost sight of it. And I would have been like, oh, okay, babe, no problem. And it would have been done. But instead... You want to give reasons and explanations and create an argument where you know I'm going to win, quote unquote. And I use that that word lightly. Actually, I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I actually want to talk about that. Um, You know how it's going to end, but yet... For someone who doesn't, and you said a little while ago that you like to argue, you don't like to argue. So for someone who doesn't like to argue. I like to argue, I like to win. Right. But for someone who doesn't like to argue, I don't even understand why you would create that kind of situation where you know exactly where it's going to go. And you know the next few days it's going to be a problem because I don't let up lightly, especially when... It's simple. And when we argue, I would say 80% of the time, it begins with something small. Right. And how you handle it always winds up being the bigger issue. Right. So then we wind up arguing about how you're handling the small issue that created the problem. And then that gets lost in the conversation. Right. I always wind up not even caring about what we're arguing about. The fact that you're supposed to put the trash out on Tuesday and you forgot. Now we have boxes and black bags that's infiltrating our garage. Stupid and small. The fact that you lied and you told me that you took it out when you didn't. Now that's the big problem. Who cares about the garbage in, in the garage? The fact that you lied to me. Or that you had me under the impression that you did something that you didn't. Now that's the big issue. Because now that's an issue. First you have a problem. Problems come and go. Every day. Every day. Every day. But when you have issues, that's 
that's something that's a lot more difficult to rectify. Right. So you turn problems into issues and issues take a lot longer to resolve. And you do this over and over and over again. And I can't figure figure you out. I'm one of those people. I learn from my mistakes. It's been very rare in our relationship that you've called me on something that I've owned up to and said, you know what? I do do that. And I shouldn't. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen again. And it happens again. Well, women are smarter. Very rare. If I own something, I'm going to make it my business not to engage in that behavior again because I don't want to offend you. I don't want to hurt you. Mm -hmm. But you, you apologize and then you do the same thing. And then you apologize and then you do the same thing. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself like... I'm not going to tell you what I'm thinking because I don't want to be rude, but I'm thinking all types of mean, nasty, crazy things about you in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like he should have better sense than that because history has told him how this is going to end. So you really do need to work on that. And it's not just in this. It's just in general, you make the same mistakes. Like it'll take you the longest time to learn a lesson and to understand it and embrace it. And I just don't understand why. Maybe you can tell me why. Um, I just want to win. At that point, it doesn't matter about the lesson or what we're arguing about. It's just like, you know, I, I'm going to say what I have to say to win, which is stupid. Well, you but know, that's something? just my competitive nature. That's just who I am. You know, for most men, the first thing they want to do is deny, deny, deny and win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. So no matter what in the situation, I just want to win. So then when I realized that what I said or that I was really wrong, it's hard to come back with my tail between my legs and be like, look, babe, I'm sorry. But you always do. No, but I don't necessarily. Well, not necessarily. What do you mean not necessarily? See, because then I'll, on the way home, I'll stop at a store. I'll, yeah. I'll get a, a something. So. And then I, get, I give it to you and then you smile. And then I necessarily don't have to go into the, babe, my bad. You see the smile. Yeah, but you can't, you can't use that you, tactic every dick, single time. And then we're good. I'm ignoring you. But you can't use that tactic every single time. And the reason why. How long have you been together? The reason why I put the word win in quotes is because when you use the word win, and you're talking about a situation where it's only you and I involved, Mm -hmm. that insinuates that we're not on the same team. That insinuates that we're enemies. If you want to win, that means that I'm on the opposing side. And I would say about maybe nine years ago, because I used to be the same way. So I appreciate what you're saying. I didn't care what I had to do to win an argument with you. I didn't care if I hurt your feelings. I didn't care if I was bringing up something that didn't apply, but I could make it seem like it applied. I didn't care if I had to manipulate a situation. I would do whatever it took to win. And I would most of the time. And you would leave the room and I'd be like, yeah, take that. Mm -hmm. You had to apologize because I had you so confused. You didn't even know if you were coming or going. And that felt good. It felt like victory to me. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And that was so immature. And it was so ignorant. And I remember the day that I realized that. Why it stands out in my memory I can't even say I don't know why. I know why. Because for me, it was life-changing in our relationship. Mm -hmm. It was life-changing. When I realized that, wow, if I win, that means that he loses. And I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who I want to lose. And from that point on, when we had a problem, I would look at it as we're a team. And we both have to win together. Right. He's not my enemy. And I was treating you like you were my enemy. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see you suffer. And I remember at that point in our relationship, you used to say that I acted like I had no feeling. Right. Like things didn't bother me. And I remember one time you said something so awful to me. 
And when we talked about it afterwards, I said, well, why would you say something like that? Like that was just off the charts mean and not just mean, but mean for mean sake. Mm -hmm. And you said to me that it, you said it's so difficult to hurt your feelings that when we argue, I have to go for your jugular. Right. It's the truth. And when you said that, I'm like, wow, we're going for each other's jugular. The truth is. For us and for everybody else out there, nobody is forcing you to be together. Nobody's putting a gun to your head and saying, you have to be in a relationship with this person. You have to live with this person. Like, this is your end-all, be-all. And you just have to deal with it and make the best of it. No, people have choices. If you can't be in a relationship with your teammate, with someone that you're rooting for, that you love and that you want to win with, you shouldn't be with that person. Right. I swear to you, I hope that people take what I'm saying mm -hmm. and really, really, really think about it because it changed my life and it changed our relationship. And I think that when I shared that with you, right. it changed you. And I think now you may want to win over like petty little things, mm -hmm. but when we go through arguments, you're not trying to win. Like if it's something silly, like the garbage or the lights or, you know, whatever, you might just want to win. Or even this conversation that we're supposed to have every day for seven minutes. It's an important ideal. It's a great idea, but you know, not doing it for a few days and me calling on you, calling you on it. it it's not a big deal. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I'm talking about like more important things, more things that are that kind of geared towards your foundation more. If you're not rooting for the person that you're with, you have already lost and every day is going to be downhill. Right. You need to be in a relationship where it's uphill every day gets better every day you wake up thinking what can I do to make this person happier today I had you know when it's like I saw the light and I thought like what can I do to make his life better every day every day I, like if I see you and you're and you look amazing I want to tell you that you're amazing that you look amazing mm -hmm. there was a time where you might look amazing sexy as hell and I would spite you by not telling you that you looked attractive that day in particular. I mean, I got a mirror, baby. I ain't. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would I would think something nice and not communicate it to you because I was carrying on as though I'm in a relationship with someone that I didn't like. Right. And I'm like, wow. This doesn't make any sense. We're in a relationship to improve each other's lives, to add to each other's lives. The minute that you start taking away from each other's lives, you want to spite that person. You want to harm that person. You want to manipulate that person. You want to see that person lose. You need to reevaluate what you're doing. Not even really the relationship that you're in, but what you're doing. You have to think like, where am I coming from? Why, why am I there? Why... Why is this the way that I'm going about the person that I claim to love? And people have to realize it doesn't make any sense. Right. And we were in that for a minute. And it just didn't dawn on me. It sounds so obvious, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like, yeah, well, that, that should be clear. But when people operate in these relationships, it's like they're, they're talking about their enemy. Like you, you'll hear guys say, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so, my bitch wife. Or oh, a girl will be like, oh, so -and -so, that's so-and-so that just texted me. He's so friggin' annoying. Like, you're disparaging the person you're with. This is right. really how you feel mm -hmm. about the person that you're with. Why are you with them? Right. No, I absolutely positively agree. And I appreciate you finding that out when you did find that out. Because if not, we'd be arguing until I turn 90. <laughs> but now it's a little, uh, a little more freedom and little more honesty in our relationship and I have to get to that level and I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on uh, it. No, no, but I, I th no, I think that you're good. I think you're I actually think you're good with that. I mean, you can be petty, mm -hmm. you know, with little silly things, but but now that we're good and you're smiling, the stuff that I bought I'm going to bring back. <laughs> but you know, I I don't think that you I don't experience that you um, try to hurt me or try to take away from me in our exchanges when it's negative. Right. You know, I I still feel that you're coming from a place of positivity and and goodness, even when things are bad. I feel 
that you love me. And I think that when we were arguing and not rooting for each other, when I think about it, I didn't feel that you loved me. Mm -hmm. And I know that you didn't feel that I loved you. And that's because we were much younger at that time and didn't really, truly, and honestly know what love is. Right. You know, when you're navigating love and relationships, especially without guidance, and you're trying to figure it out for yourself and you're trying to fend for yourself, you're just doing what kind of comes naturally to you. And people don't put that much thought into their relationships. They just do. But you don't really, you know, lay back on your pillow and think about your actions and what you're doing and how it can affect the person that you're with. People don't really, like, there's no introspect there. Like, they just do. And I know I was just doing, and I know you were just doing, and it did nothing but worsen our relationship. And, you know, our relationship was good. You know, I was happy But when you sit back and take inventory of your day to day and if you had to write it down and, you know, you you take account of every bad thing that happens, you realize that, you know, all this happiness that you're expressing outwardly isn't genuine happiness because you don't really know what happiness is until you get to, to that enlightened place where you're letting all of the goodness and the good energy enter your relationship. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you. All right. Well, that was the Casey crew. Why, why do you, why do you seem exhausted? Mm-hmm. You seem exhausted. No, not at all. Thinking. I mean, this is therapy for me. So this is great. Yeah. You the look on your face looks like you've just been, yeah, you look like you've um, been through some therapy. <laughs> Well, for anybody out there that wants to highlight us or leave a comment or have questions, you can always email us, thecaseycrew at gmail. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew at gmail.com. And again, we appreciate all the love. We appreciate all the feedback, good and bad. And we'll continue to do this. And hopefully, just like it helps us, hopefully it helps you as well. Yes. All right. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. I'm DJ Envy. I'm Kia Casey. Thanks for coming over. And you know, next week starts the 12 days of Christmas. So, what? Oh, next Wednesday is yes. the 14th? I think, I believe so. Yay. So you'll get your uh, first gift. Okay. I'm looking forward. Me too. This, that's, this is my fun time. This is the mm-hmm. time when I have fun. I play Santa. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Designed from the ground up to give a smoother, clearer shave. Now, Bevel's end-to-end shaving system includes a pre-shave oil, badger brush, safety razor, blades, shaving cream, and a cooling, restoring balm. All right? Definitely check it out. It makes my face smooth, and it makes my lady's legs smooth. Can I lick it right now? That's getbevel.com slash Casey. Get your first month of membership free.